Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, Casting Down Idols. This is a podcast where we talk about addiction and recovery from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Dixon. I've been clean and sober now for over 30 years, and you can too. The blessed hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ offers you the power you need to change, to be transformed forever. You do not have to stay the way that you are. And so I pray this podcast is a blessing to you. I pray it's an encouragement to you as you continue on this road called recovery. Listen and be blessed. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Pastor Mike Dixon. You're listening to the podcast, Casting Down Idols, where we talk about addictions and recovery from a biblical perspective. Today's date, the date of this recording, is May the 5th, 2021. This coming Sunday is May the 9th, and it's Mother's Day. And so I wanted to do something today on this episode to honor my mother. I am so thankful that God blessed me with the Christian mama, and my mother, more than any other human being in my life, has impacted my life in such a way to bring me to where I am today. This year, the year 2021, marks 30 years in full-time ministry for me. And if you've heard my testimony, you know that I used to be a drug addict. I used to be an alcoholic, but I'm not anymore. I've been clean and sober now for over 30 years. Again, I've been in full-time ministry for 30 years. It's amazing what God has done in my life. He's carried me from using a needle to using the Bible. He's carried me from a point in my life where I was planning my party on Friday night and on Saturday night to a place now where I'm planning the next worship service and how I can reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my mother has had an impact on my life in a way that no other person has ever had. I give all the glory to God, but I give thanks and praise to my sweet mama as well. I asked my mother a couple of years ago if she would record uh, something to help minister to uh, family members of people that are struggling under substance abuse to maybe from her perspective as the mother of an addict give some pointers and what was it that actually saw her through those most difficult years in my life and so my mom is going to be sharing with you today on this audio recording I do hope that it's a blessing to you I hope that you listen to my mom and listen to her heart as she shares with you her secret weapon and and how she was able to uh, withstand uh, those harsh, terrible, uncertain years in my life where she didn't know if I was coming home uh, that night or not, or if the police were going to call, or if I was going to be found dead somewhere, overdosed on drugs, uh, such uncertainty. But God gave her all that she needed. So I pray that this will be a blessing to you. Again, I'm celebrating my mama today. His Mother's Day is coming up, and I hope that maybe something she shares may help you and encourage you in your heart to better equip you to reach out and to help your loved one who may be struggling. So listen and be blessed. Hello, my name is Carolyn. I am the mother of three wonderful sons, one of which just happened to be an addict until he decided to stop running from God. Recently, he asked me to do this and to try to explain what it feels like to be the mother of an addict. Hmm. Well, if I had to explain it in one word, I'd say helpless. 
because helpless is what you feel. You know that something is not right. You know that there's something going on and you don't know what. And your child's not about to tell you what it is. And so you ask a lot of questions like, are things okay at school? Are you getting along with your friends? Are you having problems with your teachers? What's going on with you? Are you having a problem at work if they have a part-time job? And the answer is always, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Because they're not going to tell you what they're doing. That's how it was with me anyway. And so I watched and I saw my son slipping away from me. It was as though he just wasn't there. He might be sitting on the sofa. I might be talking to him. He might be agreeing with everything that I said. And yet I had the feeling he didn't hear any of it. And I really don't think he did. It's like they withdraw and you wonder why. Why is my child withdrawing from me and his father and his brothers and everybody around him? Why? What's going on with him? What's, what's in his mind? And you begin to worry about it. But you can't figure it out. There's nothing that you can put your finger on in the beginning. Then as time goes on, you realize that there's something serious going on. You've prayed, you've cried, you've, you've laid awake at night and you've wondered, and you haven't been able to figure out why. Sometimes you dream and you dream that your son is lying in a ditch someplace, that he's gotten drunk or high and maybe his friends dumped him and you wake up in the middle of the night and you're wet with sweat. I won't call it perspiration, it's sweat. And you're shaking and crying. You might even be yelling in your sleep because you're having a nightmare. And then you wake up and you realize it's a dream. You lie awake at night and you wait for those footsteps to come in the door. And as they come down the hall or across the room, you can hear the footsteps and you know whether your son is drunk, high, or sober. My son was always very polite, very courteous. We had a curfew for the nights, the school nights. And if he was going to be late, if he was at a friend's house, he'd call and say, Mom, I'm at my friend's house and we're watching a movie and it's going to be an hour or so before it goes off. Is it okay if I stay until it's over? And you say, yes. What else are you going to say? He's being so nice about it. At least he didn't want me to worry, right? And then later you find out that he and his friend were not watching a movie. They were someplace else. 
getting high or getting drunk. But at least he had the courtesy. And so you see, they can be they can be polite, they can be courteous, they can be obedient, and they can still come in bondage with alcohol and drugs. It's possible. You bring them up in the church, you've planted the seeds, you've taught them, you've tried, and still, sometimes it happens. And we ask ourselves why? Why? Lord, why? I took him to Sunday school. I took him to church. I sang hymns and lullabies and um, did all the things I knew to do. So why? He has brothers that aren't doing that. Why is he? Why is he trying to destroy his life? Why is he trying to just literally kill himself? Well, now I know that he wasn't trying to kill himself. He wasn't trying to destroy himself or destroy his life. He had gotten hooked on the stuff and he couldn't shake it and he didn't want to shake it. All he wanted to do was get rid of the hurt. And so when that happens, they take more or shoot up more or do more, drink more, to try and drown the hurt and get rid of it. Because that's the only way they think that they can feel better. But back then I didn't know that. All I knew was that I was hurting and that I thought my son was just going down the drain. I thought that he was destroying himself that there was something just horrible going on with him. And there was. Sometimes I felt like screaming and yelling. Sometimes I felt like shaking him until he would just chatter, his teeth would chatter. But you know, that wouldn't have helped anything either because as badly as I hurt, he hurt even more. I just didn't know that then. It's okay to question God. It's okay to say, why, God? You know why it's okay? Because if you belong to God the Father, then he is your Father. And he loves you. And he loves your child, your loved one, more than you can ever possibly love them. And so it's okay to ask why. There were times when I would watch my son and, and he could hardly walk. He would just be stumbling. One time it was eight o'clock in the morning when I took him to school. And my heart just broke. I felt like somebody was ripping the, my heart out of my chest. It hurt so badly. When that happens, remember, your loved one is hurting more than you are, probably. I want to encourage you to find some prayer partners. By that I mean, if you're a lady, if you're a woman, find some women or a woman that loves you, that will understand and that will pray with you 
and you can pray with them, some ladies that know Jesus, because that's what helped get me through this, was a very small group of women that met once a week at one of the ladies' homes and prayed. We didn't gossip. It wasn't really a Bible study. We came together to pray for one another. You would be surprised at what comfort you get, what strength you can get. Men, I would encourage you to do the same thing. Find you some prayer partners, some men, a man, two or three, four or five, not a big group, just a small group that will get together with you privately and pray with you, pray for you, and let you pray for them. It will be one of the things that gets you through this. I can tell you that if you have indeed brought your child up in the church, if you have taught this child the word, if you've taught them right from wrong, you've taught them that God loves them, that Jesus died for them on the cross and rose again and loves them and he's coming back one, one day soon. He's coming back to take his church home with him. If you've taught your child these things, you've sown the seed. And I can tell you that if you will stand on God's word, even when your heart is being ripped out of your chest, even when you're crying and you're weeping and you're wailing, and you have no idea what's going on or why or when or how it's going to end. If you can trust God, trust God, then he will send his Holy Spirit after your loved one. And that Holy Spirit will be like a little bloodhound just trotting behind them, nipping at their heels. And as long as you stand on God's word and you pray and you have your life cleaned up, have that prayer group get to know Jesus. You do these things and that little Holy Spirit bloodhound will hound that loved one of yours until he stops, he or she stops long enough for God to catch him. And those seeds that you've planted, they'll come up, they'll sprout, and they'll come up. The word says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. It doesn't say that he won't stray from it along the way. But that means, that scripture means, that if you've planted those seeds, they will sprout and they will come up. And that little bloodhound that wonderful, precious Holy Spirit of the living God will catch up with that loved one long enough for Jesus to catch him, for God to put a net over him and bring him in. And one day, that child will walk in and say, Mom, I've decided that I'm through running from God. And that will be a change in your life and you'll have that loved one back. But that loved one will be better than you could ever dream. 
because God's ways are not our ways. Our ways are not God's ways. God knows around the bend. We don't. He knows what's up ahead of us. And we don't. We may think we do, but we don't. So my advice is, no matter how badly it hurts, no matter how many nightmares you have, bad dreams that you have, questions that you have, trust God. Believe. Find that group that will pray with you and that will believe with you. And it will take you through it. It is a helpless feeling. It is a helpless feeling. There are times when you feel like it's hopeless. There are times when you feel that there's no way out. There are times that you feel things are not going to change. But if you will trust God, then deep down inside, you'll have some assurance that yes, it will change. Yes, it will. It's the enemy trying to tell you that it won't change. It's yourself trying to tell you that it won't change. Because God's going to be telling you, yes, it will change. Trust in him and it will change. And remember that it's not your son or your daughter that snaps at you, that doesn't want to be around you, that sometimes acts ugly. That's not your loved one. It's this devil that has him in bondage that's trying to destroy him. Believe God. Believe that God loves that child. Believe that God loves you. I love my mama. I'm so thankful that God used her in my life to bring me to the place where I am today. I want to encourage you, honor your mothers this coming weekend or whenever it is that you're listening to this episode. Give thanks to God for the way that God's blessed you and your life because of your mama. And by all means, please share this episode. Maybe you know somebody uh, who's a family member, loved one of somebody who's struggling under addiction that could benefit from listening to my mama's heart. It may encourage them. I want to encourage you to share it with those. I would always love to hear from you. My email address is MikeLifeAddictionRecovery at gmail.com. That's MikeLifeAddictionRecovery at gmail.com. Be blessed. Walk in faithfulness. Until next time. God keep you secure, God keep you safe, and I pray the Holy Spirit will enable you to bring him honor in all that you do.